0: Game Changer, episode 28, Gamification and Human Resources, featuring Mario Herger.
1: Welcome to Game Changer, a series on using gamification to engage employees. Join us as industry experts discuss one of the hottest trends in business today using game thinking to engage employees in work, wellness, recruiting, and more. This is a special podcast series by the producers of the top-rated podcast, The Engaging Leader. And now, with nearly 20 years of experience helping engage hundreds of thousands of employees at Fortune 500 companies and other organizations, here's your host, Jesse Leahy.
0: Welcome to the show, Game Changers. This is the show for CEOs, HR executives, and other business leaders to learn about internal gamification. Over the course of this series, you'll hear examples and pitfalls, discover how to assess when it's an appropriate strategy, and learn to evaluate gamification partners and game design ideas. I am Jesse Leahy, and our guest today is Mario Herger. Mario is author of several books on gamification, including Gamification at Work As well as his newest book, Gamification and Human Resources, which we're going to talk about today, Mario is CEO, founder, and partner of the Enterprise Gamification Consultancy, a consulting group focused on gamification, innovation, social business, and entrepreneurship in the enterprise. Previously, Mario was Senior Innovation Strategist at SAP Labs and Global Head of the Gamification Initiative at SAP. He also leads the Austrian Innovation Center Silicon Valley, which he co-founded in 2013. Mario, we're glad to have you back on Game Changer.
2: Thank you, Jesse, for having me.
0: Mario, what prompted you to write a new book? You'd already covered gamification at work. Why now this narrower focus on gamification in human resources?
2: The Gamification at Work book was Aimed really as a little introduction to that, it has uh, uh, gives a good coverage. It's an easy read, uh, but gives you already a good idea of why we talk about gamification. Uh, I had an uh, this summer July came out my large book uh, on gamification, enterprise gamification, which looks at a lot of uh, scientific research and uh, tries to push that field forward into on the next on the next level, uh, and out of that. I felt the need that people, some, many people really wanted to know, so what about HR? What about learning and education? What about banking? What about my field here? And so I uh, created these, uh, I wrote these books then to show and highlight to practitioners and professionals in their corresponding fields how what, what, how you can do something in your own field and what is already done. Yeah? So when I look at gamification and human resources, uh, I, I show probably 50, 60, 70 examples uh, from different spaces, including you know from, from recruiting people, uh, finding the right matches to onboarding them and losing them before they before they come even in, in the company to uh, how to evaluate them, uh, how to make them happy, how to engage them better, how to look at a larger picture to, to, to uh, manage my talents that I have, uh, and how to, you know, uh, get, get a better picture, uh, a more objective picture on, on them. So I created this, this book that gives you a quick, really good overview, and then you feel comfortable that this is done, that this is working, and uh, I should, we should do that probably too.
0: Now, one of the, most robust sections in the book, the the part where you're giving the case studies, is the recruitment area. Um, it seems like the recol recruiting area of HR has latched on to the concept of gamification and put it in, brought it to life much more so than any of of the others. Why do you suppose that is?
2: I guess uh, it it is. It, it's also a real problem. Uh, sourcing uh, for the company, uh, you get you know hundreds of resumes, and looking for a spe- specific is- a specific person is uh, very difficult. So how do you do that? You measure, uh, and you try to use resources that you have outside. For example, for developers, you look at websites where they are hanging out, basically where they're helping each other and getting a better picture of a candidate. Yeah. Um, also, I think some of these things are better measurable than others. Uh, so when you look at recruiting uh, in certain spaces, such as I want to have software developers, they are these skills are more hardcore. They are harder, these skills. So I can better put car- um, metrics on top of that than others. And I think... And then the third reason is they are not really... Interacting or interfering with mission-critical systems. What I mean with that is, even if it's not going to work, yeah, uh, if it turns out to be a failure, gamification that space, which it is not, yeah, but you never know. Uh, uh, I'm not touching a mission-critical system and ruining something there. So it's a safe space to start with, and solves really a problem.
0: The the examples that you cover in the book, and I'd like to dig into some of those, but they some of them are are uh, gamification uh, apps that let the uh, potential candidate um, get a, a demonstration of what it's like, a little bit of a of a, of a taste for what it's like to work in the co- in the company. Mm-hmm. So uh, some examples of those would be um, uh, Marriott, which I think we've talked about on the show before, that lets. Yeah. Former
2: Post from France, yeah.
0: Right now, Former Post was, was is one that I hadn't been familiar with. Tell us how that works.
2: Former Post is the French postal service, and when they recruit uh, new young employees, the problem was that uh, after the basic training that they had and after a few days on the job, uh, a lot of these new hires just left the company. So this was actually twenty five percent, and they wanted to reduce that. Because apparently there were some expectations that were different uh, by these new hires uh, and they couldn't fulfill or didn't want to fulfill. So what they do is they offer uh, people who are interested in applying for a job a game to play. So you have to play the game first before you can apply. And that game is kind of a day in the life of a postal carrier. So, and it starts really with getting up in the morning, uh, walking this character to the showers, getting dressed, brushing your teeth, walking to the, <laughs> to the training facility, uh, sitting there in the classroom, asking questions, learning stuff, and then biking and bringing the, uh, carrying out the, the mail. Uh, and that helped uh, from a 25% dropout to reduce it down to an 8% dropout rate, which is significant if you consider you know, you're wasting a lot of uh, time or, or spending a lot of time, and this is costly so this this is this was one of the things to give give people a better understanding what the job looks like and if I like it or not
0: hmm so it's almost like a simulation to to correct. some level, maybe not a complete full immersion simulation, but it gives them a a taste for as you say a week in the life of of the new postal carrier
2: correct and when you when you consider the cost of such an application so in this case. Uh My guess is that this application was in the space of like two hundred thousand dollars uh if you have you know uh two thirds of the candidates uh, you don't need to train anymore that's quite some money yeah uh, and then that basically covers itself immediately
0: yeah that 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 makes a a big difference mm-hmm. so your your book provides several examples of these uh simulation model recruitment uh apps and then uh there's also another type of recruitment related gamification would be uh, assessment based tools so it's not it's it's not where you're just giving them a chance to deselect themselves because they're getting a, a a taste for working there and they realize they don't like it here the employer is basically testing you by the way you play the game and figuring out is this a good fit for our culture and the type of position that we have in mind for you.
2: Mm-hmm. There, this is this is a, this is a good good thing. Uh, it, it is aimed this, those games or those approaches are both aimed at new hires or or candidates and employees. So an example is connected cube that connect cubed. Sorry, I m- mispronun- always mispronounce that connect cube. <laughs> A San Francisco based company that uh, uses a, a couple of cognitive and aptitude tests that let you that let HR managers quickly check out if uh, you know they are persistent in what they're doing if they uh, learn from what they're doing uh, if they fit culturally in there and measure that so they have a number of these game style approaches uh, there's also an Italian-Hungarian company called Gravitalent that uses something similar, a really a little bit different approach. So you see that that uh, companies are trying to evaluate certain, you know, you can map that into Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. uh, chart or, or traits and uh, uh, figure out uh, yes, this is a person that we want, and we bring this person to the next round and invite them for interview or not.
0: What's the advantage to doing taking a gamification approach to those type of assessments as opposed to the more traditional approach where you go online and you just complete these long questionnaires or you're there in person filling it out? Well, why, why gamification?
2: Well, there is the saying, if you want to learn about a meme, you have to play with him again. <laughs> 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 yeah. So so because you know entering the flow in a game turns out the real you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, or let's say gives, gives a better glimpse in that. While surveys are uh, one side very boring. If you understand a little bit how surveys work, yeah, you can really play them, yeah, and and, and give the answers that fit that thing. Also, it's often easier to, you know, in an assessment center or something like that to play a character for some time, yeah, and pretend to be somebody else that you're not. Uh, and in a game, uh, you just don't know what to expect there yeah. uh, and, and what this, this game actually measures, yeah, because it doesn't tell you that. And uh, uh, it's also... <laughs> Of course less boring so it's it's not like a like a lengthy survey that you have to fill out and then you hate it uh, and that the company makes you so so the company actually makes you start already with a bad feeling yeah yes with a game with a game that's a little bit different uh, because it, it makes you uh see that looks like more an entertaining company that uses such innovative approaches
0: yeah they're they're trendier they're more they're more interested in engaging me I'm gonna be engaged when I go to work there versus going through these hour yeah. or two hour long assessments and
2: and you know and don't forget then don't forget these games most of these things of course are aimed when you're in the recruiting process yeah are aimed at people who are millennials, this is this young generation that grew up with video games, so they're very familiar with the language and they, they, of, of games, and they're also expecting this kind of language uh, and these experiences. So, so on the one side, you cater already towards what they prefer and like, and secondly, you get also the people really interested in that, uh, and not, uh, so the new generation. Uh, you may, if you don't offer such approaches, you may not even get the new recruits anymore, uh, or not the people that you want, and you may not realize that until it's too late. Of course, if you work with, uh, you know, experienced people, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have somebody who has been a chef for 20 years play through the Marriott hotel game uh, because this person has proven itself, apparently, uh, and you're looking for other things uh, that, you know, make a decision on hiring this person or not. But for young recruits, uh, that is certainly the right way to go today.
0: I like how your book includes screen captures for most of the examples that you're showing. So you really get a feel for how those work. And one of the ones that caught my eye was uh, Prophecy Sciences based in San Francisco, which has assessment games and they're neuroscience-based, uh, testing aptitude and unique personality and career fits.
2: Well, your uh, neuroscience-based tests. What is the interesting thing here is, uh, and I'm writing about that in the book. In the books, of course, is we're looking at how, for example, rewards are working in the brain. So, uh, if you get, you know, a reward, which part of your brain is lighting up? Yeah, Uh, and uh, and there's a whole science behind that on motivation and and. You know, for kids, that is different, and for adolescents, and then for adults. Yeah, and and what what does it need to be? So does it work? Does it not work? And they tested that apparently on on with neurophysiological uh, approaches and uh, try to map them and test on these aptitudes and and personality traits that these people have.
0: Hmm. And then one other. Re- uh, uh, re- going back to that recruiting simulation approach that I forgot to mention, that really caught my eye was uh, mul- I don't know how you say it, Multipoly by uh, which is based on Monopoly by one of the Hungarian division of Price Coopers, the uh, the huge accounting and, and consulting firm.
2: Yeah, so this is a simulation Multipoly by by uh, Price Coopers, as you said. Uh, the, the image actually displays the building the very building that they are located in in Budapest and uh, you go as an, as a potential candidate as a candidate for such a job through a uh, I think a one year uh, working at the company uh, of course compressed and you have to do the specific tasks that I expected from you in this 12 month in these uh, things you know prepare, do something, prepare material, show it, see the results, etc. And uh, on the one side, it gives, of course, the candidate a much better view of what is the, the life, uh, the work life at PricewaterhouseCoopers, and it gives uh, the company um, an insight in what the players are doing, how they are, uh, how diligent they're looking at things, yeah, and how precise they're working, etc., Which is which is necessary for... Such an accounting company, of course, Uh, and and that is a a game that I've seen at the gamification in HR conference in Paris this May.
0: Now, the other areas that the book goes into is to give examples in the world of HR is uh, our onboarding, talent management, performance management, and career development. And some of those, uh, we have past game changer episodes discussed uh, we We talked about mind tickle and and f- f- talked about the the huge results they achieved at at clients like Hcl. Uh-huh. and we talked about uh, Zhao with their employee recruiting with their uh, employee referral program. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But one of the big points in the book that you make is that um, to h r people, they're already very familiar with LinkedIn. And this actually is a great example of many of the ways that they could put gamification in play in the way that they help employees develop in the way that they uh, assess and, uh, and lead employees.
2: Co- correct. The game, the, the book may look like everything looks like a game. Uh, so that means, maybe we look at Multipoly or the former Post example or the Marriott Hotel. It looks like you know a game that my kids are playing. Um, this is, of course, what we call more a serious game approach. So this is in the broader sense of gamification. This we include serious games. They 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 uh, help me to solve a business problem in a gameful way. Uh, in a more narrow sense, gamification is when I integrate game design elements in an existing system, such as a learning management solution or uh, Amazon. Amazon is a gamified system. And no surprise when I say now that LinkedIn is a heavily gamified system. So this is something that every HR practitioner has worked with. Uh, what, What does it do? What does gamification here mean? Gamification changes habits, uh, changes behavior and creates habits for people. It it, it shares information in a certain way that uh, they're actionable so that I can, as a player, as a user of that system, do something. And I do more or faster than I normally would do. So with LinkedIn, just think of the progress bar at the beginning. Yeah? When you enter, when you create an account, the progress bar gives an indication of how much of information you have shared according to... LinkedIn, and how much you should actually share more in, to reach the 100%. And then you see it's like 40% only? How, what can I do in order to get up to 60? <laughs> so I want there's this sense of completion that I want to achieve. And that is a game design element. Yeah, And the progress bar is a game design element that helps me to cater towards this motivator. Uh, now, this is just one element. There are at least 20 or 30 different so that you share updates that you share more information when you, have you know, change your job or did a certification or published a book, um, and in the end, it leads to people sharing more information, which makes it for recruiters for job people more valid, valuable, because it's easy for me to, to look at that and, and and work with somebody and 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 talk to somebody and connect, uh, and that changes definitely behaviors, and that also makes it so successful and sticky, you know. And when I have two and a half thousand, uh, I don't know, connections, then. I'm one of the top connected people maybe. Yeah. Or when I see that 12 people have just looked at my profile in the last three days, yeah, I say, wow, I must be really popular. How can I increase that? Uh, and, and there are these little elements in there and you, and they're not telling you that this is gamified. Yeah. They're not like jumping in your face with all the bells and whistles. And that is also what we call gamification. So, so, HR practitioners when they look at gamification and look at these games that we've talked about, they say, "Well, that's very exotic. I'm not sure if this is our culture in the company." Uh, I point them to LinkedIn because that's certainly what they have used, and that's certainly where they have been addicted to. Yeah, and if this doesn't help, you have Amazon uh, is a gamified system to shop, to buy more, to write more reviews, yeah, etc. You no,
0: know, that's a great example where. someone might say we're not we don't do games in our company and you say okay well linkedin is not a game but it is gamified because it has these attributes that are uh, addictive they're providing immediate feedback they're highly engaging um, and they basically encourage you to take the next step and there's also the different uh it's it, the different features appeal to different people. Like I, I saw that progress bar. Oh, you've shared 40%. And I think, and to, to me, I could care less. I don't care what, if LinkedIn thinks I'm at 40% or 60%. And I don't really care the number of connections I have, because that's just a popularity contest, I suppose. But you just mentioned how it'll show 12 people looked at my profile in the in the last week and all of a sudden that was something that was meaningful (laughs) to me because i thought wow if if they looked at i must have did something i must be doing something that has influenced them or they wouldn't be checking me out and there's it's like wow a little bit of cocaine there just to (laughs) make me want more
2: and then and then you go ahead and say hmm so 12 people. So uh, when I get more, that also means potentially more business for me. Uh, so I better put out more information about myself or, or better keywords, I don't know, or make you know, more updates by posting blogs and, and, and something like that. Uh, and, then, and then this one number uh, of how many people looked at my profile leads to a number of activities that makes the whole network richer. I know, for me, I'm a collector. For me, collecting this fun motivator is something that, that that brings me forward. I played video games, but not so much playing the video games, I collected them. Uh, I know that I work in the Wikipedia or in wikis because I'm collecting knowledge, so to speak. Yeah? Uh, for others, this is totally irrelevant. Yeah? Uh, but they like maybe decorating. Yeah? Or they, might, they, they may like being a hero. And... Yeah? Uh, or, you know, being, meeting other people. And and the motivators are different. And a good gamification design, such as in LinkedIn, uh, covers a lot of different motivators uh, on certain levels and brings in a larger number of people.
0: Now, from a broader perspective, you've been studying gamification for a, a few years now. And human resources in the early stages was not one of the Big, the departments that jumped on this trend. You tended to see the marketing departments and how do we get individuals to buy our products. You saw those departments jumping on gamification as an important business trend. Do you, has that, uh, there, there were human resources applications that were being tried here and there, but it was, it's, it was very much just an emerging field is that picked up a lot in the past year, or is it still just h r folks dipping their toe in here and there?
2: It is still i would i would say uh h r becomes the h r teams become much more aware of that gamification is here uh they may see it as a temporary fad that uh we will have to stick with the next two or three years um and, and somehow spend even money or have a budget. Yeah, that's, that's what some of my customers and clients told me at the beginning. But, but you have to look a little bit differently at it. It's not just about games. We talked about that already. It's not about just making games and, and doing fun. It's about solving a problem that we have at work. Um, now, a game, in order to reward a player and in order to level up a player, needs to know exactly what the player did, yeah. how many you know, enemies they shot or how fast they were, etc. So it keeps data and tracks the data and, and, and the, the skills of the player. Now imagine that, uh, that, and that is the tendency that we see, that it's not just one application for recruiting that I have gamified, but uh, a variety. The Salesforce system is gamified, Outlook becomes gamified, uh, the recruiting tools become gamified. the, 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 the communities, the internet uh, is gamified every every aspect in the company yeah? quality management systems, project management systems. And what happens is that I suddenly track data on my employees. I have big data on them, uh, giving me a timely and accurate picture of their skills. So I create a kind of a competency score on how well they are doing and how well they are progressing. We never had this data. We never knew who were the experts. And suddenly you have this data here laying and that fundamentally changes the way we do HR. We don't need to do performance reviews anymore because what's the purpose of that? I have it already in the system. A manager is less an evaluator and somebody telling you what to do, but more coaching the employee into how should we overcome certain deficiency in the learning process or in, in, in the skill process or, or make certain things faster. And suddenly uh, that changes and the role of HR is actually then to lead the gamification strategy to make sure that all uh, departments that use gamification are coming together onto a, a joint uh, strategy so that we can really get this more holistic picture on employees based on data. That also makes... Of course, promoting employees uh, much more objective, yeah, and and people have a much clearer uh, goal and, and vision of of how to uh, progress and become better in things, which makes them also happier, which again leads to less less attrition, which leads to less uh, sick days, etc. So, so in the end, that becomes a very important tool for HR.
0: Yeah, so that's an example, I think, of how. HR and business leaders, the the managers can work together to uh, engage employees better to get greater impact from their work and spend less time actually supervising them. Correct. Well, the book is Gamification in Human Resources. Mario, how can folks get a hold of that book and, and also find out more about you and your work?
2: The book Gamification in Human Resources can be found on Amazon. It's in all Amazon stores available. Uh, there are two more books currently available. One is Enterprise Gamification, the large book, talking about the methodology. And then there's another one that just came out last week, which is about gamification, banking, and financials. So that's where this book can be found and ordered and is available. About us and myself, we have enterprise-gamification.com as our website. We have a lot of materials there. We, we write about what we are doing, uh, helping companies to implement a gamification strategy, we do workshops, we help them with gamification designs and the implementation of gamification designs. We have a vast experience, we have three partners, plus me, uh, that are all experienced gamification designers and, and counting as the top gamification gurus, <laughs> uh, according to Leaderboarded. Uh, and we have also a vast repository and a wiki where we do a lot of Term definitions and uh, talking and, and examples. We have probably about two hundred examples from all over the spaces. So this is if you want to get started with gamification and specifically in our HR, that's where you can find the information and get onboarded.
0: Now, if if a, if a, someone's listening to this and they want to hire your firm to help them design gamification, will you actually? So you'll. Advise them on, on on how to think about it strategically. Will you actually then do the creation of it, or do you work through other uh, through their other providers?
2: That of course depends on the on the gamification design that they create and the needs of the customers. So sometimes they need uh, a game a more style, more game style approach. Uh, then we work with game studios, and we have our game studio contacts and partners. Uh, when we integrate into an existing system, such as a you know recruiting platform or a Salesforce uh, system, then we uh, either work with technology providers that that uh, have plugins or provide solutions for those, or uh, if there is nothing available that fits the design for the customer, then we either uh, build that ourselves or we work with the customer. Often, often there are customers that have their own IT departments and development teams and they want to own that. So these are, these are the different ways we work when we work with a customer.
0: Hmm. Mario Herger from the Enterprise Gamification Consultancy and author of Gamification in Human Resources. Thanks for coming back and joining
2: us again on Game Changer. Thank you very much, Jesse. Thank you very much, everyone for listening.
0: Great news, game changers. Mario is giving away two free copies of the book. If you are among the first two people to send me an email and request a book by name, we'll send you a copy. Send that email to jesse at engagingleader.com. You know, Tim Ferriss mentioned in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, that in contests like these, almost everyone assumes there will be so many other people trying that they don't have a chance. And so often nobody tries and then the prizes end up going unclaimed. Well, he talked about it in that book, and it's actually happened with some of our giveaways in the past. So let me encourage you to respond right now. You could easily be one of the two people to get Mario's book for free. Just send an email to jesse at engagingleader.com and request the book gamification in human resources. All right, Game Changers, that wraps up this episode. We'll provide the information and links that Mario mentioned on our show notes for this episode at engagingleader.com forward slash GC28, as in Game Changer episode 28. If you enjoy this series, be sure to check out the weekly leadership podcast, Engaging Leader, where my guests and I share more ways to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Until next time, remember, life is short, so keep it fun.
1: You can find both Game Changer and Engaging Leader podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website at engagingleader.com. To stay up on the latest news and trends in internal gamification, join the Game Changer group on LinkedIn. We'll automatically direct you to our LinkedIn group when you go to engagingleader.com group. Subscribe to our e-digest at engagingleader.com newsletter. When you do, we'll send you a free copy of Jesse's ebook, 8 Communication Tools for Leaders. You can also follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse and like us at facebook.com engagingleader. Game Changer is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that helps mid-sized and large employers attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. Find out more at aspendalecommunications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcasting advisor, Dustin Hartzler, our website engineer, J.J. Leahy, our video and web intern, and Peter McIsaac, who composed our theme music.